This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. This program contains topics that may be a trigger for some listeners. If you are affected, please call Switchboard or QLife 3pm to midnight daily on 1800 184 527 or Lifeline on 131114, 24 hours a day. You gotta see the baby. When are you gonna see the baby? Family matters. Good evening. Mama Mish here, joined by producer Gina. Hello. I've got who do we have in here? We have oh, Apprentice Con. Apprentice Con. Hello. And we hello, an apprentice. Wow, yeah, don't need to wear a, like a special coat. Might need a apprentice. red wig, but we won't talk about that either. Okay. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight, our special guest, we are joined by Joe Ball, who is the CEO of Switchboard. Welcome, Joe. Pleasure to be here. All right. Very now, exciting. Gina. Yes. It's been a while. I feel like I haven't I know. been here I, look, like I, We had a spill last week, didn't we? And uh, <laughs> you're back again in the front pictures. Because <laughs> uh, I am a cisgendered woman, I will be sitting in the back benches, clearly. Oh, <laughs> that thing works. Bishop. I, mean, yeah, I, know. I know what happened, but I anyway, it's like... Yeah, it's I'm still confused by that stuff. Oh, like I had a small. I do have to apologise to my child because we had to switch from ABC Kids to ABC News for two days. Oh no! And how she, dare her, you? Her temper did kind of escalate over that period. I don't just know. for that, Gina. Just for that. Just for that I'm, I've queued up a song for you really? to make sure that you are getting your 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 dose of children's, you know, music and entertainment. children's entertainment. Well, yes. I need some new books, so I'm always up for. Book, but you've got a song for me. I've got a song for you. Okay, now. You are listening to Family Matters, so if you do want to reach out to us, you can SMS us on 0427-JOY-949. You can also email us on air at joy.org.au. We are Twits, Family Matters 94, Facebook, Family Matters on Joy. You can catch up on our podcast, uh, joy.org.au forward slash Family Matters. We're all on the iTunes as well. And our email is matters at joy.org.au. There's all kinds of ways to reach us. In between time, Gina, this yes. one's for you. Thanks, Mike. There you go, Gina. What on earth was that, Michelle? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, listeners. <laughs> so when you go, change the station now. Come exactly. Back. Come back. Uh, it was funny because my kids were singing this song as well, and I'm looking at them going, "What is it?" They're in the back seat, just making a little song, doing this and this, whatever. Now we just had Cam. I know. Here from, from the, the woods. woods comes in, starts doing his little dance. So clearly, it's being played in a gay bar. <laughs> we can play it here. <laughs> I, I, you're more than welcome to, to message in and tell us never to play that again. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to have to learn that song. Baby Shark. You know what song's putting my child to sleep, though? What's that? What's at that? the moment? It's actually tunes from The Sound of Music. Mm. Mm. Tunes from The Sound of Music. Exactly. These are a few of my favourite things. I changed the lyrics because it doesn't have to be always a, a girl in a blue satin sash dress. Not in my house. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't know the lyrics to this. I'll have to play I, it for I you know next. the original song. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sitting yeah. here looking at you going, you like being Sing it, like, Gina. Like, sing it. Sing, sing it. it. Sing no, it, I'm not going to sing it. But it, it actually works. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about what puts my child to sleep. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about far more sophisticated topics. But I'm always fascinated by like the things from like your safety locks <laughs> to the stories you have of like the baby, you know, the evil eye and all oh that my kind God, of stuff. Yeah. And here I am as a parent, I'm going, yeah, look, mate, you can eat the hot dogs. You'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, we actually both had some really funny moments happen this week, which oh, are kind God. of related to our parenthood about what other people think of us. And we're really curious. Message in on 0427 569 There are some strange things people say to us as LGBTQI oh, people all, all the, the time. time. Sometimes it's offensive and sometimes it's just really Really? Yeah. Now, Mish, you posted something about something that happened to you at the chemist. So, so I'm curious to know if it was good or bad. I really didn't tell, know how to take it. So here I went to go pick up some medicine. So I was changing the type of medicine I was taking. And um, the chemist, uh, they called me over, Michelle, and they go, um, no, first off, when I dropped off the medicine, I didn't have this part in there. When they dropped it off and I was um, going up, they said, oh, is it is it Mitchell? Or is it, they look at me going, is it spelled right? And I'm going, yes, it's Michelle. So I kind of first had a bit of a, uh, to begin with. Mm. And so in the end, when I got my buzzer and I went to pick up my, my medicine, there's a different guy and he goes, oh, he goes, okay, have you had this medicine before? Mm. And are you breastfeeding and are you pregnant? And I'm looking at them going, <laughs> oh God, Lord, Lord help the child that has to come out of me. And I'm looking at it going, I know I've got IBS and I know I'm a little bloated, but, but should, I t- should I take this as a compliment or should I take this as an offense? <laughs> and uh, yeah, do you go, passing. Fabulous. Like, well, this I, is like, I had a moment. You know? I kind of walked away and I'm kind of laughing going, oh, this is strange. There's a new chemist guy who's just talking yeah. to get my medicine. And again, it's a moment of going, I, I know I'm six foot three and I kind of don't <laughs> blend in, but I'm going, am I passing more? Am I not? And I've never, I don't worry. I don't do the passing thing. Yeah. But it was a moment of just going, well, this is really weird. That's awkward. Yes, thank you. Bye. No, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> like, uh, so, but That's, it's weird. It's it's like it's like a, the opposite of like misgendering. It's yeah. like this whole hyper of going, no. <laughs> All right. So maybe help me answer okay. right. how I needed to answer this question. Okay. For a tra- so I had a tradesman come over. Now the last time this tradesman came over was when my partner was pregnant and okay. I was at work. So was was a little bit confused when came to visit the female voice they thought they were going to visit. Yeah. And came across me holding the baby. Because like, <laughs> yeah. that's not the same tool. Because yeah, you, you have more of a masculine appearance than... I'm, I'm butch presenting. Yeah, you're butch but presenting. can I just say on this day, rather femme, I yeah. hadn't didn't have my baseball cap on because yeah. my uniform now with a newborn is trapeze and plus, and plus and you're not sitting cap. with like the because normally when you do when you do your, your fag you kind of you kind of well, you kind of well, you kind of risk baby, it. I know Michelle. you don't. I know. <laughs> so you wouldn't have been doing that. So because you, you normally <laughs> start messaging. No, no. <laughs> so, so you weren't doing that. So I, I know that's doing, not a giveaway. So we'd finished. Like I I deliberately had the tradesman outside giving a quote. I don't know. I'm a bit funny about that when I don't yeah. know who I'm inviting into my home till I get a bit comfortable. I'm kind of glad I had the tradesman outside the front of the house yeah. giving me the quote. So I'm holding the baby and we've finished up and the tradesman turned to me and said, so are you like the partner or the husband? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I had to ask him to repeat the question because really I, di- I actually didn't know why he was asking and it had nothing so, to so, do so, with... So, so is it... So, so I'm holding you, the child, you okay. know, on my hip. 
Does that mean you're getting Father's Day this year? Maybe. <laughs> Bunnings. I, I just don't know. Like, how does one answer? Like, all that went through my head at that moment was, one, do I answer this? But first, I just want to take my child inside and deadlock the door before I had... Partner That's or husband? Husband. Mm. I mean, I'm anti-marriage anyway. Mm. Yeah, still. So that was never going to... Sort of but a post-marriage equality I, uh, conundrum, isn't it? I don't it? know. It's where... Are we, are we being asked about our marital statuses uh, now? But... But Miss... Uh, Gen- yeah, I... Yeah, I... Yeah. Really, it was bizarre. like he was trying to cover all bases, but he covered so. none. Yes, <laughs> it's, like, it's like which one are you? Are you the the husband or the wife? It's like I that just, whole gay thing. Like like which one of you yeah. is the is the woman? You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm getting asked. Look, I have a list of growing questions of inappropriate things people say to me as the stay at home. You know, primary we, we should compare notes. It is just. You know, I've already been asked, are you, who's the real mother? Oh, mm. I, 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 had, I had a GP I went to go see who actually went and said to me this week because I was getting some med stuff changed up and, and um, having a bit of a chat around uh, blood tests. And he goes, and somebody knew, just a random, because I just wanted to get a quick certificate. And he says, oh, so I've never really, you know, so 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 you've, you've done the, you're, 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 he's you're, really you're currently pointing at, yeah, and you he's, know, you're, you're, bits, he's stuttering, right? Bits. And he goes, so have you, have you done the whole... Like the whole thing. You're waving currently. And I'm, over and I'm going, radio, I'm going, and he goes, I've never, you know, I know, right? And he goes, I've never, I've never, you know, um, um, had any conversations or, or t- talked to anybody who is, I'm going, you're, you're, you're a GP. Dude. I'm like, dude, really? They don't mm. have this in like GP school. Mm. We don't, you know, talk about transgender oh. or anything. And I'm thinking, clearly, I'm not going to get my meds checked here again. Yeah. So. Well, that tradesman ain't going to be getting that quote, don't yeah. even if it's the cheaper one. <laughs> well, we are going to pay some bills and. And after that, we have the fabulous Joe Ball from Switchboard joining us here on Family Matters. Family Matters is brought to you today by the letters LGBTIQA and the number one. Welcome back. You are listening to Family Matters. Mama Mish here, joined by producer Gina. Hello. We've we got Apprentice Khan. Hello. And the fabulous Joe Ball from Switchboard. Yep, still here. Still here. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you shake your coffins for those stories? <laughs> but Joe, actually, you were just saying for what the topic we were asking then, we do hear inappropriate mm. questions and comments to us. But sometimes, as you were saying, it's the underlying question that they haven't asked yet. Yeah, because the- I mean, I guess I was just sharing the story during the, during the commercial break um, <laughs> that at my school, I, I, of my kids' school, you know, I have been asked who is the biological parent of my kids. And at the time I answered truthfully, who is the biological parent? And afterwards I sort of kicked myself and I went, oh, why did I say that? Because yeah. it's absolutely irrelevant. Yeah. And because, but there's no stigma or shame for me to talk about who is the biological Same. parent. But, but it was asking the question, why did they ask the question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was... There was, it wasn't a medical-related question. There was no reason to ask yeah. it, but I felt like what was underlying it is who should we really be speaking to? Mm. Like, that's what I felt was in, in, implied in the mm. question. And if it wasn't implied, then then it's it's how it makes you feel exactly. when you're asked an irrelevant question. Yeah. Mm. I mean, because I've mentioned here I've been... Um, I've got a fabulous maternal health nurse, but once when I had to go in, there was, a tr- you know, the holiday one, you know, that kind of travels when mm. the other one's mm. away and had no idea how to deal with me as a non-biological birth parent and, like, didn't even, kept calling me partner. And it's like, no, no, I'm the parent. 
Mm. Really easy. You don't. Yeah. You, I don't need you to call. Just call me Gina if you have to. <laughs> but I'm here as a parent concerned for my child, here to get my regular, you know, when do I need to do this and this and this mm. and is the baby doing okay? It's just such a simple thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not the partner here. Today I'm the parent and mm. my concern is the well-being it's of this child. It's yeah. so simple. Yep. Like it's just... Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> well, we're clearly we're to talking to the right person. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the CEO of Switchboard? How? Yeah, where, so where, it's, where it's always okay to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Totally. That's that's the Switchboard remit. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, let's get a bit more of about you and Switchboard. So, Joe, how long have you been the CEO of Switchboard, and how does one become the CEO of Switchboard? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Um, I had wondered when I graduated with a... Um, a major in gender studies, what I'd ever use it for. (laughs) Um, But it took a while to use it. Um, But, yeah, I think in December it will be two years uh, that I've been at Switchboard. And what a year to start at Switchboard. What a a couple of years to start with Switchboard with Mm. the Marriage Equality Survey. But what brought me here, I guess I had a background in being a senior manager in the public service. Um, and I found that what I was doing in the public service is wherever I would go, whatever department I was working for, I was going around and setting up pride networks. I was trying to find LGBTI projects. Yeah. I was trying to turn my job into an LGBTI project, even though that was not ever the reason that I was employed. And it dawned on me on one day that actually I'm just so passionate about our community. And whatever it takes, whatever it may be, whether it is a pay cut, which it was, um, whatever it takes to work in the community sector, I, I thought it was well and truly worth it uh, to do something I feel really passionate about. And it felt like the, the right time in my life to mm-hmm. do that. So it was a, a coming back to community and just acknowledging really where my passion passion is. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Um, so tell us a little bit about Switchboard because we just sort of know it's been around since 91. So that's 27, 27 years. years. So, I mean, Joy's a bit younger than that. We're still like 25 years this year, but 27 years Switchboard's been going for. Yeah, so. and in fact, someone today asked me if I was the founder, which did <laughs> make me feel a little bit strange. It's so like one of those awkward moments. I wear a really good moisture. Yeah, I would have had to yes. be, I'll, I'll give it away yeah. now, I would have had to be 10 wow. To, wow. Okay. <laughs> to be the founder. You're, you're very enterprising. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's a lesser known fact how long we have been around for um and you know what is switchboard i mean you get it from the name uh we're a telephone and web counseling service but we've grown in that's what we've been doing for 27 years we've been listening to the lgbtqi community tell their stories and um just listening and being a peer-based service every volunteer who's on the phones is lgbti identifying and that's been the case for 27 years but since that time we've now grown um, that, that's our heart, that's our soul, yep. that's what we're named after, but we also provide an older person's visiting program, so we get our this volunteers. This is really cool. Yep. This, yeah, yeah, tell us more about this. Yeah, this is awesome. it's, uh, so since 2014 we've been visiting um, LGBTI seniors in nursing homes oh, wow. and in their residential home, and we visit people who are some of the most vulnerable people in our community. Mm. Um, it's people who are on home care packages and are in nursing homes. And we visit, uh, uh, you know, about one third of the people we visit are older trans women. And some of those older trans women are coming out for the first time mm. in nursing homes. So wow. it's sort of... Well, a lot of them have gone back in the closet to hide, whether they're gay or lesbian or trans, usually go back in the closet and have to come back out we're dealing with services like this, don't they? Yeah, look, I think there's a lot of fear in nursing homes. I'm um, just this week on what day was it? Wednesday. That was yesterday. <laughs> uh, I actually was speaking on a panel on uh, el- about elder abuse and I was talking about some of our experiences in our service and it's certainly an issue of uh, 
people very concerned about being in care and being concerned about what happens when they're under guardianship of children who mm. may or may not accept them and at a vulnerable time in their life. So, you know, we play a really important part of connecting really isolated LGBTI seniors. Some of these people have been through the most horrendous things. They've lived through times mm. of criminalisation. Yep. Uh, they've, you know, they've... Um, had conversion therapy, had shock therapy, mm. you know, they've lived through all this, even if they haven't had them themselves, they've lived through this time and they've survived the AIDS epidemic. So, and these are people in their 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s and we're visiting them in, in their homes and nursing homes and it's, it's a beautiful service. Yeah. No, I was going to ask, the volunteers that you've got on the phone and the ones that go out and do these services, are they the same volunteers or do you have a specialised training? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes people want to do both. Yeah. There is a small amount of people who do both, but really they are... Either service you need your own. To be on the phones, you get a seven-week training course. Yeah, I know a few friends that have done it. Yeah. It's amazing. It's full so on. That's a bit more in-depth. But we are actually increasing the out-and-about training course, which includes dementia training. Mm-hmm. So we're actually building on that training course and is becoming more comprehensive uh, all the time. We keep thinking about more and more things that need to be in there. Mm. Uh, we do grief and loss as part of it as well. It's a big, you know, it's people's end of their mm. life. Um yeah, so you do. We definitely provide training, but the phone counselling one is probably the really in-depth training. Yeah. Do you find, as you've you know, gotten to the role of, say, a CEO, um, that uh, cross advocacy is really starting to pick up more? So, like for example, you and I, uh, you identify as non-binary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you and I spoke at a panel at Essendon Football yeah. Club on trans issues yep. as well. Yep. And do you find the more you've you've gotten to this position here, you're, you're cross advocating between different spaces and and how easy do you find that or how hard do you find that? Um, I feel like I have to be across absolutely everything, mm. which is incredible, but so do our volunteers. Mm. So I feel like I'm probably the, the personification of our anonymous volunteers uh, that I do need to all the time be talking about all the different issues. Like, yeah, in one week to be talking about um, elder abuse in this, you know, a couple of weeks ago talking to the Essendon Football Club, talking about my own personal story. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I've become a bit of a holder of stories and a holder of knowledge that I'm imparting upon the community on behalf of um, the volunteers and to promote the service. Yeah. Now, one thing you mentioned is volunteers. So obviously, this is a non-for-profit organisation. Mm-hmm. So what predominantly is sort of from Department of Health um, getting funding and from sponsors and donations, is that predominantly... Yeah. It's surprisingly... I'm that it's... Yeah. It's still, you know, donations still help keep Oh, this. it's... And they're absolutely essential. Yeah. So... We have no, we have a, a tiny amount of recurrent funding. Basically, all our money is grant driven and donation oh, driven. So every single year, and a huge part of my job, apart from going around and talking about the service, is just applying for money. And yep. it, each service often gets its year by year yep. funding, um, and it's often government by government as they change. And most mm. of our money is federal, federally funded, because I mean the out and about program is because a lot of aged care yep. money is, and it comes from aged care money. But there's huge gaps in every one of our services. And mm. r- like we get the we get the grant, we get the funding, but really it comes down to largely our community, mm. the LGBTQIA plus community giving money. Mm. Yep. So apart from say money, because money is always a problem. Same thing here at Joy, the, there's always, those are always a big challenge getting the funding come mm. in. Apart from money, what are some of the other challenges you face? <sighs> I mean, the... One of the things, one of those things I'd say is um, 
we don't face, if I could turn the question around, mm. is that we always have people who want to volunteer with us. Awesome. Yep. Which is absolutely amazing and, and really amazing spectrum of people who want to, and across all ages, like we'll have, I think our youngest volunteer at the moment is about 20 years old and our eldest is in um, their 70s. Wow. So, and that's the kind of, that's what we pride ourselves on, I guess, is being a peer-based service that, so somebody who's 16 can call our service and somebody's in the 90s can call their mm. service. So if we're peer-based, we should have people who exactly. span that. Yeah. And, and what we train the volunteers in, which is a challenge, this is a big challenge, is how do you be a peer? How does a 70-year-old be a, pick up the phone and talk yep. to someone who's in their 20s? Um, and that's what the training is about. It's not something that naturally comes. It's something you have to learn. Because one thing I actually did do is I did actually apply to become a trainee uh, candidate. Mm. And what surprised me is I sort of attended the March sort of um, discussion that you had with possible yep. candidates. And the breadth of the people that I met on that evening mm. was amazing. I mean, the quality of the people, mm. the energy, the initiative that they had, and it is all sort of about donating their own time to do mm. this, and they mm. all had a passion to do it. There wasn't anyone there who was just there for the sake of saying, well, I'm doing this because it was going to be good on my CV, anything like that. They yeah. sort of were driven to be part of a community and help in some sort of way, yep. be it small or large. Um, so that sort of surprised me. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, you are listening to Family Matters. Mama Mish here. Uh, listening to Joe Ball from uh, Switchboard, and we'll be back after these messages. Family Matters here. Mama Mish, joined by producer Gina, Apprentice Khan, and Joe Ball, who's the CEO of Switchboard. Uh, now, we were talking about um, uh, before with you, Joe, about what are some of the challenges you face there, apart from money at uh, Switchboard? Yeah, and I, I w wanted to say um, before we sort of had a little break, <laughs> was that, you know, on top of, I guess, all, always our work is difficult, like, because there's always concerns in our community. Um, and what was quite, but to layer something on top of that, uh, and that was the marriage law survey mm. last year, I think that, you know, we're all, our service is always under demand and we, and we welcome that demand because that means that people are reaching out to us and getting the help they need. But to have like the kind of campaign, and I always call the marriage law survey a campaign by the, mm. by the federal government to attack our mental health, mm. Mm. Um, which is, a you know, quite a political statement, but I think it, no. it it's true. Yeah. And I felt like they ran a campaign um, without giving any of the funding, you know, all, all the people who are going to have to pick up the pieces like Switchboard, um, any kind of heads up about it. Mm. And it was just... It was hard from everyone. I mean, even myself, look, and I've got, I've got thick skin. And even myself, like the, the, the trans stuff that was happening, I was listening to a lot of gay men who were really struggling with mm. um, being uh, discriminated against. And it was hard for me to listen to that because I, every day before it and even day afterward, I have, I've got to deal with what they were talking about. And, and it was hard because I felt like our community wasn't listening to each other mm. and that we didn't understand each other's issues and all of it as well. So we were so segment, uh, segre uh, separated. Mm. And I mean, I myself, I even went off back to the States because I my vote wouldn't, I couldn't vote anyway. Mm. And so I had to walk away from the whole thing mm. near the end when it was happening. So I can only imagine how everybody else was feeling when I'm one of the strong ones. And Joe, one of the reasons I asked you to come in is because I, I know I'm still struggling with the marriage equality stuff. I mean, people are like, congratulations, yeah. you're going to get married. And I just want to yell at them and shake them and just go, no. Mm. Um, but now a year on, we have been re-triggered by memories because Facebook, 
God damn it, is reminding us again and again and again. No, but there's articles that are even popping up now new from that where people are actually <sighs> saying that, well, see, the money didn't come into the economy from the gay community. Oh, oh I was going to talk about all these jobs mm. and all this money and all this whatever. And they're having this massive go because there's a lot of folks who didn't get married who didn't want to. But th this is the thing. It spills across to the service that Switchboard provides. Yeah, and I mean, I always sort of almost sort of choke a bit when people talk about a post-marriage equality sort of period in some ways because, I mean, a lesser known fact that I don't really talk about very much is that our phone calls are nearly the same now as they were during wow. the peak of the postal survey. Like, they just wow. never went away. Wow. Uh, and some of that's because we found some people and they've continued to call and call again. And when we... and. I always say, you know, do that if you're listening and some of you might be listening now and we welcome your calls. But mm -hmm. my point is to say is that people definitely are still feeling the pain mm -hmm. a year on and it's, you know, there's no sort of um, compensation for that or mm -hmm. reconciliation. I, mean, I always think we need a bit of a reconciliation process about it. Um, one question, because I want to know what is involved for the volleys when they're joining, but we also need to be caring for our volleys. Mm. So how do we care for our carers, especially our switchboard ones? But I can imagine the demand increased. You saw the, the increase in the... To think that those numbers are still up there, they haven't... The peak hasn't finished. What, what, what do we do? And how do you as CEO take care of a team of amazing volunteers during a period that still it hasn't even slowed down. Yeah, look, I, we take the mental health of our volunteers as just number one priority. Yeah. I mean, they're the people who are hearing the challenging phone calls. Um, they're the people that are rocking up week after week. I mean, during the marriage law postal survey, we put on way more supervisions mm. than normal because we did see an increase in the severity of the content of the calls um, because of the amount of distraught the people were under. And we just ran a lot of, we offered volunteers one-to-one -one support, which we still do now. If you take a challenge call, a volunteer mm. can get one-on-one -on -one counselling, but we also have group peer-based counselling that people attend and we really always encourage that and sometimes um, we're very pushy with it if people don't come <laughs> because uh, we all must be role models, you know. If we're, if we're here talking about the self-care of our community, we must do it internally. Exactly. I mean, when the marriage equality survey looked like it was going to happen, like when the high court, when it was in high court and I just thought, well, either way, um, we don't know how this is going to flow but it's going to have an effect. I remember we called a meeting of all switchboard volunteers and we all got together in a room and we just and and I and um a couple of people spoke to the volunteers and said this is going to be a really hard time for mm -hmm. you but if you look after yourself, this could be also quite a rewarding time for you because mm. this time is important. Um, and if you feel this might be the way that you can contribute more than ever in your life to mm. our community yeah. and you will undoubtedly save lives. And I remember saying this to the volunteers and I said, look, it's it's not going to be for everybody, but if you're up for this, I think it could be quite meaningful. And how many volunteers throughout the marriage um, postal survey said that, that it actually helped them deal with it, yeah. like being engaged in a in a community like Switchboard that supports you, um, doesn't leave you to, to yeah. do all that hard work without what supports you, but also gives you a way to contribute was a way that helped people get through it. Yeah. And I think that's a bit of a lesson about volunteering, you know, is that actually um, that can, can really empower you mm. and get you to sort of speak back to the powers that be, mm. I think. Mm. Um, so, Joe, what can we do more to encourage people in the community to sort of get in touch with Switchboard, be comfortable enough to talk to somebody who can assist them with any issues they may have? What's the best way we can sort of promote the idea that it's easy, it's sort of 
available and it's part of a peer-based kind of community that we can sort of access. Yeah, I think the important thing is to say to people that people are there waiting for your calls um, and they're there every day of the year and they want to speak to you. Uh, These are people... They're not paid staff. They're actually voluntary people. They yeah. want to. They want to hear from you, and that people often have a have a, enjoy their experience of volunteering. So never feel like you are a burden. Please call, and you don't actually have to call for any kind of crisis. I think that's a really really yeah. important thing. There are some people with. Um, who have been with us for many years as callers who are now part of our switchboard community and they call every single day. And I say, keep on calling. You know, mm. you're not on a 10-session a ten mental health yep. plan, yep. <laughs> you know. It's just just call every day if you yeah. need to call and check in with us um, and every now and then you might even get to speak to the same person. So it's almost like if you're lonely, if you're sort of feeling like around Can of sorts. Can I testify to this? Yeah. Okay, I mentioned to Jari, so... Little Gina, when she was, what, 15, 16, came across, and, you know, I don't even know if publication still exists, Dolly Magazine. (laughs) And there was an article in the Dolly Magazine about being gay or lesbian, because back then, 25 years ago, it was only the L and the G, apparently. Anyway, regardless of that, it had Switchboard's phone number in it. And I called that number 25 years ago. And all I needed to do, that conversation was a really simple one. I needed to hear another queer voice Mm. on the other line. I was in the suburbs. I'm a teenager in a Greek family. There's no social media. There's no internet. There's none of that stuff. It was a really simple conversation, but it was a great conversation mm. because I didn't even know why I, I what I needed to ask. It was a, it was me going hello, like I, mm. there's mm. another voice there, and I remember that man's voice, and I remember he put me in touch with a lesbian support group that I needed at that time in my life, mm. and it was just a friend. Like yeah. I felt like I was almost wasting their time because I was quite See, content. I always feel like I'm wasting people, but alone. Because I I because I myself. I always feel as Mama Mish, mm. I have, and as a trans woman, I have to constantly have a, a positive persona. Mm. And so there's times when, you know, I'll stay away from social media. There's times yeah. I, because I don't have, I have a very, very small, close-knit circle that I don't even open up about those things. Mm. And so, you know, I myself am probably guilty of saying, look, I already know what my problem is. Mm. I'm not going to call. And so, you know, I think I, I myself, I think I should give a chance to give a call mm. and just one night if I having a breakdown glass of wine in the shower. No, he loves me <laughs> moment. I'll just get, jump on there. And and that's it. 25 <laughs> years ago, it was a, you know, it was just a I'm alone kind of call. And, yeah. and I just love that story, Gina. I, I do love it. And I, and I, I feel like, um, and what I love most is that you've just told this on air and I know there'll probably be some volunteers out there, past and present, <laughs> you'll hear that story because this is the stuff that gets people to come back in it time and time again. It saved my life, I yeah. kid you not, getting that support group saved my life and the yeah. people I met and it, all it took was that person on the phone. I wasn't asking for a support. Mm. I didn't even know. I mean, there's more mm. than just this other voice that's gay on mm. the other line. This person saved my life because I, I know where I was heading and it wouldn't have been a nice call the mm. next one if I had to make it, but that person saved my life. Yeah. They probably didn't think they were doing that, hooking me up with someone, but <laughs> it's it's amazing, absolutely amazing what they offer. Yeah. And having, I mean, I, I feel very proud to work for the organisation and I always feel very, very proud of the volunteers and so that's why to 
to hear that story tonight, I think that I know they love those stories. And during the marriage postal survey, there was a lot of stories like that. And I tried to always relay them to the volunteers. I always try, I always try and tell them when someone's made a significant donation or something like that, because I think people feel like, you know, it's sort of a thankless job. And mm. they are, they are quite an incredible bunch yep. of people, the volunteers, yep. to be honest. They are people that you know, they they can't boast about it. They're no. anonymous. They exactly. they don't get a lot out of it's um, like the opposite of public here. credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so. But there's something that I think these are people that they have a great need to give. Um, and there is a, a lot of need, yep. um, and I think. But you know, the takeaway from here is if you are feeling alone, or you just want to chat, and you don't have to ring up about a gay or a trans issue or with that story you can mm. just ring up and just be like look I just had this really crap day at work mm. and it's not actually related to my sexuality or my gender <laughs> mm. yeah. I mean I fit within the LGBTI community but that's not what I'm ringing about I mean it wasn't so people it's just to ring up and just just talk we're here and and, and also parents if anyone's listening like yeah and you don't you don't have to yeah. be LGBTI to call like yep. you can be what we, we say in a clunky way, you can have an LGBTI issue, yep. which, which yep. you know, that's very... And we mean, we deliberately make that open to interpretation. Can we give out the number? Yes, Joe, we on. always can. <laughs> um, in case we do, because we do have people that be, join the Rainbow Family community because maybe one of their kids have just come out. Yeah. Or maybe their partner has come out. And I should always say, whenever I say the phone, is there is a web chat facility awesome. as well, so which is, can be quite good for people changed. when they're at work maybe yep. and they That's can't talk on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the phone line opens at 3pm and the chat the web chat opens at 3pm so sometimes you don't want your voice to be heard for yes, a number of so reasons. So what are the hours that it's open? 3pm till midnight Okay. and the phone number is 1800 184527 And if you ever do need to speak to someone um, outside of those hours we always recommend Lifeline as well mm -hmm. 13 11 14 um, If you want to just message in to say hi to Joe and say hi to us message in joy at 0427 569 949 And if you still have an awkward story that you'd I like know. to share with us <laughs> What should I have said to that tradesman? That's what I want to know <laughs> Look, I, I might I, not be I, able to I repeat go, it on air I go to Bunnings for church on Sunday mornings my <laughs> My Greek parents will hate me for it, but, but I'm still not a bloke, mate. <laughs> Strange. Anyway, yes. We are, again, going to pay some bills here at Joy 94.9 and we'll be back in a sec. Hey, Mamma Oh, web chat me. Web chat me if you need to. You've got a distinct voice I like do have a distinct Mish. voice. Web chat. Good point. Switchboard. <laughs> I love Blondie. I do. Don't. I, I, I it'd be hard for me because everyone would know where the hell I am. Web chat. <laughs> I can do the web, web chat. chat. See, there you go. There you go. On the website, I just look at it now. You are listening to Family Matters. Mama Mish here, joined by producer Gina. Finally uh, sang. There you finally, go. Finally, there you go. Yeah, you did. Not did, the sound did. of music, but finally sang something. Joined by <laughs> Prentice <laughs> Khan and the CEO of Switchboard, Joe Ball. Now, Joe, I'm loving the purple hair tonight. I know it's it's it's, cool. it's good for radio. It's <laughs> it is. Great. Well, I've we got, took some selfies. Let's yeah, let's share Social. those photos. I've got really bright, bright purple hair. If you think it's of the cool. purple in the rainbow flag, it's pretty it's, much that. Color. I think it's more spectacular than that. That's a really good purple, actually. So, 
Was it tomorrow? Tomorrow's wear tomorrow's it purple day. That's why my hair's purple. I don't normally do this. I know. I was gonna say it's a bit it's a bit loud for you. I you know Yeah, I'm a bit of a wear all black person. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, some people can't do purple. That, you're rocking the purple. Oh, you really are rocking, rocking it. The purple. Okay, well yeah, it's very it's very bold. It, it feels is. very bold. Because I say you guys you know, you and I have always crossed each other's paths yeah. and you were speaking on panels and stuff and you you really kinda you're kind of a, a background kind of person and yep. you do speak, get a great <laughs> voice, but but definitely Amazing! This, this I'm is loving really it. loud. Yeah, I'm loving it. But you know, it's for a, it's for an important day. Now, one of the things I always get confused about with Wear Purple Day, Wear Purple Day, uh, look, it's a day that it's almost like a second Ida Hobbit Day. It, it appears to be when it's promoted on in like business spaces or within um, like Facebook and social media. But that's not really the case, is it? It's not its origins, and I think it's really important to hold on to its origins. I think there is a little bit of mixed um, marketing maybe this time about it just being another LGBTI day. Yeah. It is specifically about LGBTI youth suicide, and it's about awareness about LGBTI youth suicide in order to prevent it. And I think um, I really want to bring that back into the conversation yeah. because we don't, we, don't, we don't want to stigmatise suicide. We want to talk about suicide. Mm. Well, and that's the thing that people don't talk about. And um, you know, for me, I've always made it part of my story um, when it comes to it. Share that I was with that. You know, when I first came out in the first year of being trans, I had um, there was four people within the trans community that actually committed suicide uh, within my first sort of show, let's say six months of coming out. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really hard. Like I remember how much it hit me. Um, but even myself, a little bit past that, um, I was at a crossroads. You know. Being uh, a father, being going through uh, transition, uh, losing income, losing friends, family, everything. I mean, I had a moment where I stood in the kitchen um, with um, a decision to make upon myself. I mm. mean, I made plans and everything. And I, for me, I rose above the moment, uh, which not many people can do. And I decided for myself in that moment, like I said, I can either follow the path what people expect me to do, or I can prove people wrong. And I didn't really want to do anything bad for my children. I didn't want to ruin their lives. Everyone I thought I was ruining their lives. And, and, um, but I found that people were really funny with that. And I, I guess I try to always put, do the positive side of things um, and not show the negativity that people mm. expect from a trans person. And so um, it's always hard to find the right time to talk about those Which things. Which both are important, I think. It is really, I mean, the, one of the flip side, you know, one of the um, anecdotes to, the, or the, you know, I guess the, one of the things we talk about in preventing suicide is the need for positive self-representation and be mm. able to see yourself into the future. Uh, so it is really important that there's positive role models about people who've gotten through that, but that doesn't mean that we erase that you have gotten through it. And I think that's the messaging we've there. gotten confused about is yep. that you can be a positive role model with a, you know, with suicide in your history. Mm. Um, and... I think that's where we think we started to say, oh, we, you know, there's a lot of kind of fear. People feel like if we actually even say the words, a lot of people struggle to say the word suicide. They feel like even conjuring up the word mm. will somehow bring it about. But no, studies by are ignoring it by yeah. ignoring it by not saying it. That's that's yeah. where exactly. And that's what Joe, we talk about on, yeah. on on our phones. That we talk yeah. about in, in if you think that somebody is suicidal, mm. you should actually ask them. Name you should it. say, do you have any plans? Have yeah. you made plans? What are those plans? Like I, I myself, I made plans. Mm. 
And I won't go into them because I don't want to trick anybody on, on air, but I was at that point. And I've had, you know, I've, I've had reoccurring things after that. Not recently, but I mean, it got smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, but it's always something I've been very passionate about that because we don't talk. You know, it's almost like we go to like the, the family Christmas and, oh, we don't talk about that. That's mm. that's Joe's partner. That's their friend. That's mm. their special friend. Mm. We just don't talk about it. And mm. if we don't talk about it, it don't exist. Same, same thing as suicide. It's right in the same Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Can and, we just and, shout out the numbers again? Um switchboard of course and of course there is the web chat at one 184 did i get that right that is correct pretty sure and lifeline yep. if you need 13 11 14 but it, but talking about it and how you're working through it i think it's a very positive and if you've gone through it yourself like myself and you can find the tools you went through you become a role model for somebody else going through it as well I think that's right. And I think, you know, we want to ask people, the kind of questions we want to ask people who are going through it is, you know, what are you going to, what are your plans for the future? What are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing to keep yourself safe? You know, um, and, and talk and have those really hard conversations and not allude to things, but actually actually name them and say them. And I think as a community, we've just got to get better at that. And at Switchboard, you know, we've we've decided to really lean into that. I mean, mm. that's what we've been doing for 27 years is suicide prevention because mm. the best way to, sui- to to prevent suicide is to relieve social isolation and connect people, right? Mm. And that's mm. what we're all about, whether it's visiting people at home, uh, whether it's being on the phones. But I think we want to go, you know, even more into that and start mm. talking about it. And, you know, we're at the moment looking to sort of be more involved in active suicide prevention um, campaigns, and that's something we're going to be looking to raise some money in yeah. order to do and to be able to do well. And I think a lot of us, the, the, the big problem we face as a, as a wider community, a, a, the alphabet community, is we're not aware of each other's ongoing issues and struggles. Mm. And one of the things I picked up when I went to the Better Together conference back in January was that, you know, I was speaking to gay men who didn't understand my story and my background, which really surprised me because I came from living a heterosexual life into this community thinking we were all aware of Mm. each other's and everyone's oblivious of each other but Mm. we're crammed together in this crazy alphabet and a partridge in a pear tree and (laughs) we don't we don't understand each other's issues. But I mean, Mama Mish, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, take some of that ownership as well. Is because I know a couple of years ago I wasn't actively Mm-mm. I wasn't volunteering at Joy. I wasn't doing that sort of stuff. No. I was living in my very comfortable little bubble, and I was working on a project. And I came across the and I've got it here in front of me the Blues to Rainbows report that mm, came out at the yep. time, and I had made an assumption that. Of course I had those feelings and I, you know, felt lonely and isolated because I didn't have the internet and I didn't have this. And I made an assumption that young people have all these services at their fingertips now and things are easier for them. Bullshit. I was an absolute idiot. When I saw those stats, kids are still afraid to speak to GPs, fearing Mm. that their parents will find out. They're still self-harming in ridiculously high numbers and the thought of suicide is ridiculously high numbers. We need to be talking about this. It was the biggest wake-up call that I needed to go, oh, hang on, who said it got better? Where did it get better? Mm -hmm. And these whole Mm -hmm. it gets better campaigns, that one drives me crazy. I want it to be better now. I don't want to Mm -hmm. tell a young person ever, wait, it gets better. It's, Joe. where do we, how do we... Where do we tackle this? Like, Yeah, I I think you've really hit the nail on the head of of recognising that you know, there are more services than ever before mm. for queer young people. There are more supports there. There is more information. But this means nothing if someone is not connected exactly. to the community. Mm. Uh, yeah. And it's the same for our older people. Mm. Like, you know, there's 
this all this uh, anti-discrimination legislation um, in aged care, um, but that means nothing if you're being discriminated against and you don't know that you have rights. Yeah. So we've got to remember the individual in all of this. And I think that's what Switchboard's about, is meeting the individual and not just saying, oh, you're 16, you live in inner city Melbourne, you should be fine. You'll be right. Minus 18. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Like, yeah, no, because, because it's not that. And it's not yeah. always the solution either, is that we're all individuals and we all have different things. And, Correct. And um, minus 18, one a fantastic service, amazing, but it's not for everyone. Exactly. You know, yeah. and maybe you want to be somewhere else, be a different type of person, mm. do something else. And so I think that, you know, I think that it's always about in whatever we're doing in mental health, it's about just really hearing and meeting the person where they're at and hearing what they need to be and just being present for them. But mm. there's also a belief that because the marriage equality has gone through that, oh, everything's going to be fine now. Everyone's, oh, it's, well, you've already got that now, so now everything's going to be fixed and fine. Oh, and honey, I, did you see who our Prime Minister is? I know, right? I know. Mm-hmm. But, then, but, then I, but then... It's starting. The, yeah. the real work's about to start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is where I say to people, I said, don't be falling back on your laurels. Just You need to actually step up and be, and be aware of not just your issues, but be a cross-advocate for other spaces as well, too. Mm. Because I was speaking to a partner at a law firm who basically was going on saying... Oh, well, it's all going to be fine now. And I went, and I just, my jaw was dropping going, okay, I got to go now. Mm. I'm going to pay some bills again really quickly. And we're going to come back. As always, the show comes to an end quicker than we'd like to. So uh, on that note, Joe, what are your final words you'd like to share with the community? Well, on the eve of Wear It Purple Day, I want to say that this Wear It Purple Day, I won't... Uh, if you're listening, I want you to do something really nice for yourself tomorrow. Think about what it is. I've today I've done something preemptively for wear at Purple Day. I've gone to the barber and had my hair cut and I've had it dyed purple. So that's my nice thing. I've done it tick. But I want to say to people, do something nice for yourself, but do something nice for the community. Give back to you, give back to your community. Uh, this wear at Purple Day, you might want to consider donating to Switchboard. Yes, you can come to switchboard.org.au. Go to our website. There's also a donate button on our Facebook page, and join our community. If you don't have the funds to give, and even if you do have the funds to give, maybe you want to become a volunteer. Um, consider different ways that you can become involved. We've got a beautiful community full of wonderful people, and this might be just you know an, a way that you can connect and be involved. Amazing, Joe. Again, we've sure. run out of time completely. Mama Mish, anything you want to leave us on? I was going to say, e- even for myself, like tomorrow we're doing social media. If you're very active in it, make sure you educate yourself, uh, like I will even myself tonight, be more educated on it, and be very mindful with your posts uh, tomorrow, and and make sure you, um, uh, you know, share the right information and and uh, yeah. Happy Work Purple Day, everyone. Next week, yep. we've got the team from Vata in talking about the Time to Tell seminar. Nice. Um, in plus, uh, including some gay dads as well. Oh, yep. Thank you, Con. Thank you, Gina. Thank, Thank you, Joe. Oh, I love being at Joy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mama Mesh. And Judy from the news. Thank you for the news earlier. Might get you on the mic next week. We have Most run definitely. over. Up next, you've got the wonderful Well, 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 followed by Woof, Woof. And I'll see you on Woof Woof Gur. Mama Mish tonight on The Woods. Oh. The Woods. Woof Gur. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.